0: This podcast is sponsored by ebookit.com, self-publishing solutions for the independent author and small press. Visit us today at ebookit.com.
1: Welcome to the Toastmasters podcast, the official podcast of Toastmasters International. Hello, everybody. This is Greg Gazin. And I'm Ryan Levesque. Ryan, I can't believe we actually made it to our two 100th episode, and we've got an exciting episode today to celebrate our milestone.
0: Yes, we do. And Greg, you are also celebrating a special milestone today. I understand that today, March 1st, is your 20th anniversary
1: as a Toastmaster. Yes, that's correct. You're making me feel so old, Ryan. But of course, you're also celebrating one. In fact, you celebrated one just previous month. So you're an older Toastmaster than I am. (laughs) I've got you by less than a month 2002 boy have things come a long way since then in fact podcasting was just barely a thing back then and we thought here at the Toastmasters podcast instead of deciding to look back at the last 200 episodes that we would look forward we would look at celebrating Toastmasters and celebrating podcasts by having a contest to come up with the best podcast idea And Ryan, we have our guest today who has been selected as the winner. That's right, Greg. Our guest today is a Toastmaster from Parsippany,
0: New Jersey. She works as a product manager at Verizon and as an advisor to the Harvard Business Review. Born in India, her first name means Ray of Sunshine in Sanskrit. When reviewing all of the incredible podcast pitches, it was one titled The Experience passport that just seemed to shine the brightest. Here to share her brilliant idea with us, please welcome to our 200th episode, the winner of the Pitch Your Podcast contest, Rashmi Ketha. Congratulations. Welcome, Rashmi.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much, Ryan and Greg. First of all, congratulations on the 200th episode of the Toastmasters podcast. And both of your milestones. It is absolutely my honor to be your guest for the celebration episode. So thank you for having me. Oh, you're most welcome. We are gonna get you to pitch your podcast to us.
1: But before (laughs) we do that, let's get to know Rashmi just a little bit better first. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Sure. I'm a curious individual who loves to learn and share that knowledge to empower others. I am a product manager at Verizon loving my role to combine the voice of the customer with the art of the possible to create new products using the 5G network. And then when I'm not working my day job, I am both a daughter and an older sister, an ambassador for girls in STEM, public speaker, financial advisor, entrepreneur, so on and so forth. And then when I do have free time, I enjoy reading books, cooking different cuisines, trying adventure sports, exploring new places, and just meeting, talking to new people.
0: And, of course, Toastmasters is something that you fit into your very full life, Rashmi. Can you share with us a bit of your background in Toastmasters?
2: I've been a Toastmaster for almost four years now, and my home club is parts of me Toastmasters. Ever since I was little, I was not one to back down from a challenge And I noticed that I would be very hesitant to talk in a big group of people ever since I was like 10. Since then, I would challenge myself to get up in front of a group of people and just present something. It could be two minutes. It could be 10 minutes. Year and year over again, I would try to overcome that hesitation. And every time I get up on the stage, I would completely freeze. I can eventually come around and complete my speech, but I could not go up without my notes. I couldn't make much eye contact. And even if the content was really nice, it just wasn't connecting with people. So through years of doing that, I noticed that I loved to connect with people, but more so on a smaller scale. I can talk for hours with someone I felt comfortable with, and especially if it wasn't a small group of people, but I would not go out of my way to introduce myself to someone new, let's say at a networking session or present something at a meeting or a conference. So as a person who loves connecting with new people and looking for inspiration from others as well, I cannot always wait for them to approach me. So I wanted to improve that confidence in me to approaching people and making them feel comfortable to open up to me. And that's my story. That's how I joined Toastmasters four years ago. It took me years to get to this point.
1: It sounds like, as you mentioned in your bio that you sent to us, that you've gone from a shy introvert to a confident ambivert. That's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that introvert still didn't go away. I wouldn't say I'm fully an extrovert, but I do consider myself an ambivert now. You are aware,
0: Rashmi, that while you're speaking to just Greg and I, there's a listening audience of thousands right now. <laughs> a testimony to your Toastmasters training that you're handling it with grace
1: and ease. Only 350,000 Toastmasters out there. No pressure. (laughs) So now that we've warmed you up, Rashmi, now here is your opportunity to pitch us your podcast. The floor is yours.
2: Great. I love it. As you know, like from my bio and just talking, I love to try anything new and exciting. Growing up, I found that this was very easy to do with something like a hobby or a side hustle, but it was not that popular for something like your career. I remember when I was in first grade, we had icebreakers to do on the first day of school, just answer random questions. And one of the questions was, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I've always wondered, why do I need to have an answer for this in first grade? And <laughs> <laughs> why, why is it only usually one thing that I want to be when I grow up? And when would I know the answer to this? I never found answers to those questions, but as I got older, I've seen my peers who would focus on one field of interest from very early on were pretty successful right after graduation. And then we'll call them the specialists. And some of us who really did not know or did not have a standalone passion and were trying different things to find our likes and dislikes may not have been successful early on, but developed to have that breadth of knowledge and see their version of success later on in life. And I'll call them the generalists. About two years ago, I read a book called Range by David Epstein. And anyone who knows me knows this is my all-time favorite book because he talks about very similar concepts. And I immediately connected to that because I also ask questions like, what actually defines success? Or is there a certain time to be considered successful? Or if you do one thing really well, is that more successful than having a breadth of knowledge in multiple things? So it really goes back to that question we all have been asked ever since we were little. What do you want to be when you grow up? I really feel it forces us to pick something and then stick to that one thing for the rest of our lives. That gives us no flexibility to explore other options. And it kind of also puts us in a time limit on when to achieve it. And that is exactly what I wanted to challenge with the idea of the experience passport. So the concept behind that is, you know, much like how we show off our passports if we've traveled different places around the world, be like, oh, look where I went. Like this is a collection of places where you went officially. How cool would it be if we had our passport of the different hobbies we tried in our lifetime? And I coined that term, the experience passport, but it's basically personal development through hobby sampling to develop a generalist's mindset since childhood for that longer term social success. And if we encourage children to try different hobbies, to discover their strengths and weaknesses early on, I believe that increases confidence, that increases awareness, and also a growth mindset. And that thought process will then carry over into adulthood and encourage those same adults to be open to taking more calculated risks that will build stronger connections and then keep that child inside of us alive by stepping up to achieve those unconventional feats, especially when success in life today is rarely a straight path and much like how it was many, many years ago. So that's the idea behind the Experience Passport.
0: I think the listeners might be starting to get a glimpse of what we were discovering in reviewing your entry, which was not only a brilliant idea, but a lot of thought and a lot of passion and interest behind it. Did you have an idea about creating a podcast on this topic before the idea of the contest came about? Or did you hear of the contest and then think, I know what I could pitch for a podcast idea? How did the idea of tying hobby sampling to a podcast arise for you?
2: I definitely had this as an idea or a concept for, let's say, my DTM project or Pathways project. And the core of it is my interest in connecting with people and just learning about their stories. I would love to interview different people. And I know there are... The two categories, generalists versus specialists. So I wanted to hear from both sides and listen to their stories and hear their definition of success. That was the general idea behind it. And then when this context came along, it forced me to put a structure around it. So I thought of I want to hear their ideas, but I also want to incorporate what I do in my day to day life, which is I've been hobby sampling since I was little and I love trying different things. So I'm sure there are many other people who love doing the same thing. So why not hear about different types of hobbies that I haven't tried yet? and maybe potential listeners haven't tried yet, there are some unique hobbies that other people do on a regular basis. And that is their main way to relax, their main way to rejuvenate. That's how the idea transformed for this pitch.
1: Well, we're thrilled, actually. It sounds like the contest was actually a catalyst. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Looking at all the things that you've done, it sounds like there's lots of hobbies to choose from. Is there one that's top of list or top of mind that you'd like to try to incorporate either in an episode or just something that you want to try to see what comes of it?
2: Yes. I have been watching the Winter Olympics on and off. I love the sport curling. I'm from the East Coast in the United States. So We have rock climbing clubs or tennis clubs, and they're just buildings that you would see all around every other street. And like that, similarly in Canada, you have curling clubs and it's a high school sport. And that was just something that's fascinating to me based on what types of activities you're surrounded with based on where you grew up and curling just looks fun in general. So that's definitely something I want to try and see how it goes.
1: I saw in the news recently about, I guess it was a curler and she's a hundred years old. Oh, wow. Wow, Absolutely incredible.
2: Is that the secret to life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
1: could journey. be. It's
2: a long life, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah curling is definitely a thing. We would certainly have long winters here. So getting back to podcasts. Yes. Run us through your first episode.
2: Okay. So this would definitely be something creative. I kind of want to do all these hobbies through other people. Life is long and short at the same time. So as many hobbies that I would want to do, I know that I probably cannot get to do all of them. The idea behind the podcast and envisioning for my first episode is to really maybe bring in someone who loves ice fishing. I have never heard of that actually up until now. So I'm very curious to learn about what ice fishing is, how a person goes about incorporating it in their day-to-day life, maybe how that relaxes them, why that is enjoyable and to share that with people and then ask them a question like, what is one hobby that they probably have not tried and would love to try? And then I would try to make that chain connection between the episodes and try to find someone else with that hobby that this first person did not try yet and then kind of connect the different episodes to each other in that way.
1: I'm just thinking that would be a great idea because perhaps one of your listeners might say, you know what? I know somebody who does ice fishing. I'm going to put you in touch with them. You better dress warm. Rashmi, as I'm listening to
0: you share this concept, your show could almost be called Pitch Us Your Hobby, <laughs> right? <laughs> where people could pitch their hobby to you and then you can see which ones rise to the top and then decide which ones to actually try. So it's almost like a way to outsource hobby sampling to live vicariously and yeah. then see where you want to invest your time.
1: It seems that you've done a lot of hobby sampling in your life. And of course, there's a lot more hobby sampling that you want to do. Can you share with us perhaps one of those hobbies that you've done or some activity that you've gone through that you never thought that you would have done?
2: OK, I love the journey of each hobby category I picked up so far, and I really saw that I learned best in moments of enjoyment. For example, with travel, when I visit new places, I collect fridge magnets from there. And now I have a story for each of, let's say, like 50 magnets. And then for music, I started with playing the piano, was part of a choir group, then switched to playing the violin and then the guitar, and then also was part of an acapella group. And then for sports, I think I started rollerblading when I was five. That went to ice skating. I actively played badminton, rock climb, swim, bike, run, jump rope, and then recently went skiing for the first time about two months ago. So I love that experience. Food was something that I found very surprising. I grew up eating mostly South Asian cuisine, so foods from India and around India. But I started baking cakes when I was little, and I love decorating. I feel like I'm more of a person who likes plating and just seeing food come to life because we eat with our eyes first and then our mouth. And then eventually that baking switched over to cooking. And then I wanted to spread my palate from going from South Asian foods to trying different cuisines. So up until today, I've tried almost 15 to 20 different cuisines. And I would say if you asked me about five years ago if I would ever try Ethiopian food, I don't think I would have said yes, but Ethiopian food is amazing. It's very similar to South Asian, but very different at the same time. I think cuisine sampling is one of the things that I've picked up and I love.
1: It sounds like your hobbies evolve as opposed to just change, they evolve.
2: I like that because I love how I start somewhere. And then with each new addition or iteration, I learn a little bit about myself. And then I also learn a little bit about the history, about where this activity originated, or if it's food, where's the history, where did the food come from? How did that evolve through the years? So I'm also able to connect with so many people, too, with these one-off experiences that I have.
0: Rashmi, you've mentioned this concept of being... A generalist, a couple of times. And I wonder, in this age of increasing specialization that we live in, what unique value do you think becomes available when someone takes a generalist approach?
2: I would definitely consider myself a strong generalist, and it's only because I've lived through it so far. For example, in my career, I was not always in the technology and business fields, I loved physics and math as a child. And then I was interested in biology and chemistry as I was growing up, which encouraged me to become a pre-medicine major in college. When I wanted to pivot, I went into computer science and was fascinated by machine learning, artificial intelligence. And three years of doing my job in data science, I was actually part of a rotation program. I get to move around three different teams, one year each, all in data science and analytics, but they touch different parts of business. So I was building, let's say, machine learning models for the marketing team my first year, the finance team my second year, and then the platform engineering and the internal team my third year. So with each year, I was doing my technology work, my technical work, building models, but it forced me to ask questions like the code that I was building, how is that directly impacting business? What needle am I helping to push and how can I make this better? So that eventually got me into product management where I actually see my diverse knowledge up from my physics and math love as a child up until data science right before this year where all that knowledge comes together and I'm able to use it and connect different pieces connect to the different customers that I interview today for the products that I build. If you told me that I would be in product management a few years ago, I would not have believed you because of the different steps that I took, where I jumped from and how I can connect different pieces together today. That's what makes me a strong generalist. And I do believe there is key value in this. Obviously, both sides have their own pros and cons. The generalists have a more direct skill set than specialists do. But like you said, in today's world, The specialists are the one who will most often see success earlier in life because they're able to concentrate on one thing, build really core knowledge skills in that one subject and go far in that. Neither way is wrong. Again, I just think it all depends on what a person's definition of success is and their own timeline to achieve that.
0: Rashmi, you just shared with us how the generalist mindset has helped you in your career. I know one of the claims that you made in your pitch is that the generalist mindset contributes to social success. Can you talk a little bit about that aspect? How does taking a generalist mindset or hobby sampling create specifically to social success?
2: One of the benefits to exploring new hobbies is that it can drastically expand our social connections and that directly connects with that social success. There's a famous saying, you're the five people that you surround with. Why not make those five people be as diverse as possible from a hobby's point of view? And I actually experienced this first with joining Toastmasters. Everyone joins Toastmasters with the desire to improve themselves, improve their speaking, diction, voice modulation, and essentially their presence in front of others, right? And we build great connections with people who share similar interests and enjoy doing the same things as us. So the people I've met through Toastmasters, even though it's been only four years for me, are some of the strongest relationships I have today. And some of the opportunities that I've gotten through Toastmasters, I've seen that kind of trickle through other parts of life, building those social connections, those relationships with other people while you're both enjoying doing one hobby together, that will definitely contribute to that social success.
1: Rashmi, we've heard that a general's mindset can certainly help in your career. It can also contribute to your social success. Can you think of any specific transferable skills that you've been able to acquire through hobby
2: sampling? One of the sports that I continue to play today pretty regularly is badminton. As you know, badminton could be played just one versus one or in pairs, like two versus two. So one versus one is easier. You know where to go, you know where to run, hit it back. You have a little bit more freedom, flexibility and control to how you are able to move around the court. But if you're playing with a partner, there's a whole skill set that you need to pick up just from that switch, even if it's in the same sport. And you bring in teamwork, you bring in communication, both verbally and non-verbally. And then you have to work together to achieve the same goal of winning the game. If you need to hit it back in badminton, you either need to shout if you're the person in the front, like, I got it. Or if it's going too far behind you, the person in the back needs to shout, I got it. If neither of us says anything, then we both fail. So that's one thing that we learn pretty early on. And then if I'm the person in the back, I have to keep watching my partner in front of me, how they're moving, that they're not blocking my shots and I'm not going to run into them in a few seconds. So it's also that nonverbal communication of taking in the visual cues and moving around the court just from that switch from 1v1 to 2v2 in badminton, you have so many transferable skills that you can take to other parts of life. You can take teamwork into your day-to-day work life, how you delegate work to others or how you take ownership of some of the work that you do and work with the team to achieve results and drive business goals together. So just from that one hobby, I could see both of those specific skills, verbal and nonverbal communication being transferred out of that.
1: So with hobby sampling, not only are you having fun, perhaps doing some exercise, which is good for your health, you're also building skills at the same time. And in many cases, you may not even realize that you're actually doing it.
2: Exactly. Until someone comes up to you and points it out like you just did. I don't think I would have realized it either.
0: Rashmi, one of the things I think I can speak for Greg as well in this that we really loved about your podcast idea is it's one that we feel we would keep coming Back to, I mean, badminton, for example, I haven't played that since my freshman year of high school. Just hearing you share about it, <laughs> it, it actually is making me feel like, oh, man, that would be fun to get out there on the court and play badminton again. It's just a podcast we would sincerely be interested in listening to. And so to wrap us up here, I guess the big question is, do you have any plans to move forward with this podcast idea?
2: I would definitely love to try it. Like you said, it started off as a list of ideas, list of hobbies and themes for my podcast. And then with the goal of finding inspiration from others and also trying to inspire others, I would love to have podcasting as my medium to do so. I feel like throughout this one episode itself, we walked through how to transform an idea into a podcast that I could literally go record tomorrow. So I'm really excited to start this off and both of you are by the way already my guests when I do so. So you have no choice there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, you've already got two listeners here. Plus, I'm sure a number of the folks from world headquarters that we collaborated with on this contest would also be listening to your podcast. So we can't wait to hear it. Rashmi Ketha, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for participating in our contest with your wonderful idea, and for helping us celebrate our 200th episode in a really special
1: way.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much, Ryan and Greg. And congratulations once again.
1: Folks, if you've enjoyed this episode and you found some really great ideas, perhaps you might get into hobby sampling as well. Please take an opportunity to share this with your friends. You can find the Toastmasters podcast at Toastmasterspodcast.com, Toastmasters.org, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Well, Rashmi, please do keep us posted. We
0: can't wait to hear your podcast. And for folks who are listening that might want to connect with you, what's the best way?
2: Definitely LinkedIn. If you just look up Rashmi Ketha on LinkedIn, you should be able to find me pretty easily.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, feel free to pitch your hobby ideas to Rashmi. So that's Rashmi Ketha. That's R-A-S-H-M-I, Rashmi Ketha, K-E-T-H-A. Did I get that right,
1: Rashmi? Yes. Fantastic. Rashmi Ketha, it's been an absolute pleasure.
2: Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) To all our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Toastmasters podcast. We just wanted to take a moment and also reach out and thank all the members from all over the world who submitted their podcast ideas and made this a real contest. Needless to say, selecting a winner was not an easy task for the judges. That was the Toastmaster Magazine team and, of course, Ryan and I. Over a period of a few days, and probably the better part of the weekend, we sifted through all the entries, reviewing and discussing, did they meet the criteria, what were the merits of each one. In some cases, it was like an Olympic photo finish. We narrowed the list down to 10, then to 5, then to 3, but at the end of the day, there could only be one winner. And that, of course, is Rashmi Keta from New Jersey, with her podcast entitled The Experience Passport talking about personal development through hobby sampling. Now we also have two honorable mentions and they go out to our runner-up Cristobal Colon from San Juan, Puerto Rico, and his podcast, Nos Cambiaron Los Muñequitos," inspiring reinvention stories and guidance from experts that can help the audience deal with change that came about as a result of the disaster in Puerto Rico. The podcast is in Spanish. There was an episode in English. Our second runner-up is Jessica Roper. She's from Hastings in the UK. Her idea, the champion mindset, and how she's going to apply the lessons she's learned from becoming a two-time English kickboxing champion to her public speaking. All three winners will be receiving a winner certificate. As for the others, some entries already had podcasts in existence. Keep them going. For those of you who just had an idea, we encourage you to take on that level four elective and pursue it. This is Greg Gazen from the Toastmasters podcast. Till the next time.
0: Isn't it about time you publish that book you've been thinking about? We can help with that. At ebookit.com, we've been providing authors and small presses with ebook publishing services since 2010. Visit us today at ebookit.com and let us know how we can help you.